If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms And ready-made clothing has lost its charms Join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last Self-Sewn Hello everyone and welcome to the Self-Sewn Wardrobe podcast and live video broadcast. I'm Mallory Donahue and uh, this broadcast was originally recorded as a live video in the Self-Sewn Wardrobe Facebook group. So if you want to um, have a really good time, see pictures of uh, awesome clothing, be part of a really supportive, inclusive sewing community, and watch these broadcasts live with visuals, go to facebook.com slash groups slash self-sewn wardrobe, and you'll have a fabulous time with all of us because we are, we just, we're fabulous. Good morning, Fred. Um, and uh, I don't know if she's watching this morning, but a uh, the newest member of our group this morning, her name is Erin, and she, I know her from a couple other groups, and uh, welcome, Erin. I'm excited. She says that she and her girlfriend are just starting to learn to use a sewing machine, and a big, uh, you know, uh, part of this group is learning to sew well, um, and she does uh, leather work. So anyway, uh, welcome to new member Erin. And Cherie says, two cups of coffee, it must be quite a morning. This is my, like, my vessel here, my to-go cup, and uh, I refill my little mug. Uh, we have a kitchen in the back of the store, which I love. Hi, Karen. Hi, Mary. Good to see you all. Try not to spill coffee on my computer. There we go. Um, so I guess since I'm wearing half a jacket here, I'll talk about it first. This is my Kelly Anorak. I think it is looking less cowboy as we go along. Eric, tell me what you think. Um, I think that, you know, I'm, uh, it's looking less less suede and denim, so uh, hopefully it, it keeps continuing to look like that. So what I've gotten finished since last I wore this unfinished jacket um, is uh, I've got both sleeves on, and actually both cuffs are on the sleeves, okay? I've got lots of threads hanging down right now that need to be put back in. And then I would say the most time-consuming part of this jacket and maybe it'll be different next time, um, is the placket for the zipper. She did um, Heather Lou of Closet Case Files. This is her pattern, the Kelly Anorak. She's got this completely, like, enclosed zipper thing going on with the placket. And it's a separating zipper, of course, because it's a jacket. And I think, you know, the first time I go through this process, I'm just, like, trusting the process and... I'm only reading the the pattern, and she's got some new blog posts, etc. So, um, I think that next time this zipper in insertion uh, should go a little faster. And I haven't done the left side um, yet. And Fred Berry says, "Ha, my baby keeps repeating jacket every time you say the word, and that is one of my baby's new words too." Fred, she's like jacket, jacket. She's she's got the clothing words, headband is another one. Hi, Sophie. Hi, Mary. Hello to everybody who is joining us. Okay. And uh, something else I like to do when I make a pattern, I do read through the whole pattern, at least give it some kind of like cursory glance because I like to do things a little out of order if I can, like how I have the hood completely finished. Um, so I really like to do that because 
I can feel really accomplished if I have something completely finished. Like with the ginger jeans, I tell people, you know, hey, you can do the back of the jeans first. You don't have to do the front first if you don't want to Um, (laughs) because the back goes together a lot faster. Um, Anyway, that's just one of my recommendations. So um, the hood is in the same state as it was. It Nothing else can be done on it until I'm actually – until I put it on the coat. And then – here, uh, my, so my coat, the sleeves and the cuffs are done. Um, the pockets are already on the coat too, so they are really cute and fun. And Eric says it won't look cowboy unless I put pearl snaps on it. And while I do love pearl snaps, I think I'm going to put like brass kind of colored snaps on here. So um, I'm excited to do that. And uh, yeah, it's it, Mary says it's a d- detachable hood. Certainly is right now. <laughs> So um, why is this Kelly Anorak taking me so long? Uh, We talked about sewing pace earlier this week. And, you know, me personally, this Kelly Anorak is taking me a long time because I just had a lot to do in the past couple of weeks. And I tried to do the things that, like, I knew I could do quickly, like seam the hood together. And I, like, got the pockets finished and things like that. And I've never done this particular type of zipper insertion before. So it wasn't something that I felt like I could just wing, even though I was like, okay, I kind of see how that's, you know, on there. But I want to do it the way that the pattern designer tells me to do it, you know. So that was something I was going to need to stop, sit down, pay attention to um, before I really got to do it. And sometimes this is a roadblock that comes up from me Um I will think it's going to take me so much time I can't even sit down and look at it. Like I need the time to focus and you can, you know, maybe I just need to realize you can never know how much time you're going to have. Even if you think you have a lot of time to sew, it might not happen. Um, But let's get to today's topic that I promised from um, a couple of prompts uh, earlier this week. Um, So someone asked, I think maybe it was Mary uh, who asked, how do you measure people without embarrassing them or um, making them feel uncomfortable, okay? Uh, Oh, mom says she's here. And I – this is really hard. It's going to be different with every person. If you need to measure someone, first of all, uh, things not to do. Um, Don't, like, yell out the numbers that you get off the measuring tape, right? Okay, don't, you know, put the measuring tape around their hips and be like, 56, you know, uh, out into the wild or if there are other people around. Um, I used to it, – it is it is really – it's nice if you're measuring a lot of people, like when my mom used to measure for costumes, to have somebody writing, like, while you measure. So let's pretend, you know, I'm the costumer and I'm in the room with my writer person, uh, you know, Mary. Mary's writing down everybody's measurements. And we would, you know, in show choir, bring one person in at a time to measure them. But still that writer person, you know, they get that, you, you know, you're measuring and you're like, you know, 36, you know, uh, 26, 36 or whatever numbers, you know, you're saying. And um, you can't cure everyone's, like, body image issues in a 10-minute measuring session. It's just not going to happen. But I think that 
there are a couple comments that get made by people that kind of like they're kind of tearing themselves down a little bit. You know, let's say you measure the bust and you're like, you know, 46 or whatever. And they're like, oh, my God, that's really big. And, you know, you just say we all have different bust measurements and I'm measuring you so that this garment is going to fit you perfectly. That's the point of measuring. You know, uh, measuring is not meant to shame. Measuring is meant to figure out the right amount of fabric you need, right? Um, The other thing I do with customers, so this is from a vantage point of somebody who's like teaching people how to like fit or how to sew. I like point to myself and I touch myself at the points where I am measuring. I will say we need to measure around this biggest, you know, around the largest part of your hips and then I'll like look in the mirror at myself and kind of say, see, you know, my biggest part is right here around my bum or something like that. That's how I seem to break some of that ice with people is talking about my body a little bit. Or, you know, they'll be like, well, you know, you don't have a very big um, bust or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, but I actually have a problem. See, you know, my bust is like you know, 40-inch bust, but I wear an A cup, so I, like, don't have a lot of breast tissue, and this is hard to fit. (laughs) Mom says, I would say, love your boobs, or you can just say that. Um, But, yeah, no, um, you know, it depends on whether you're measuring a stranger or you're measuring a friend or if you're measuring a student or something. And this came up in the Sewing Out Loud podcast. If you go back and you – and you, and you listen to a couple of our episodes, I was talking about fitting someone and I said, you know, that this customer had a big bum and a listener, a listener called me out and said, I'm really surprised to hear this kind of fat shaming comment from you. And we went on to explain that, you know, these were the words I used with the customer. Um, it was very a close, very close friend of ours. And, you know, we were talking about her big bum and her smaller uh, waist, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, Fred just commented that she does this with teaching breastfeeding and baby wearing. And she says that she uh, makes sure not to say things in a self-deprecating way, just factual. And I think that's important, too, because if you can kind of set the tone for the interaction, um, I think that that can be very important. Um, the other thing is... You know, so you're setting that tone and the person still may be like, oh, so I'm sorry you have to measure my big butt or something like that. You know, tell them it it doesn't matter how big you are. We're making – how big or small you are, we're making this garment for you. You know, we want this garment to fit you. It doesn't matter. We just need to know the right amount of fabric to cut out. Um this is so – why is this so hard to get across? Like when I explain it like that, like, oh, well, we measure to fit things. Like, yeah, you, you're not like, oh, my God, that wall is so huge. We have to buy so much wallpaper for it. Or, you know, we don't we don't talk about anything else like that. We, But we are right there ready to kind of break ourselves down a little bit when we're measuring our bodies. I also think it's something that isn't completely unique to women – but it's something that women uh, struggle with. You know, we're inundated with images that are, you know, allegedly, you know, supposed to appeal to men. Images that objectify women. You go through the checkout line at the grocery store 
And if I, you know, look at all of the magazine covers as I'm rolling my cart through, I don't see anybody's nipple. But I would say that I think um, I see like two-thirds of like six breasts, okay? So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, uh, things like that. Um, you you see so much of women's bodies. And you know what that does to us? It gives us this idea that my body should look like that, should look like that person, you know. And I just, it it really, it really bugs me. But that's what we are, that's what we're seeing every day. Um, Mary says, I notice women feel they need to apologize for being anything they feel they shouldn't you know, have to be or do or anything like that. And absolutely, um, we, I think we are all the time making like excuses for ourselves. And I, we have got some like awesome dudes in this group. So I, you know, I know Eric and, and Julian and Noah and, uh, Riley and, you know, those are some of the most active men in the group. You know, I don't mean to exclude you, but this is an issue that's near and dear to my heart as a woman who works with a lot of women, um, both, uh, as my coworkers and as my customers, um, there's a lot of talk out there that's just like for women in particular. These things are marketed to women, and we're constantly being told like to you deserve that, or you know, when people are even trying to be positive, I guess is what I'm putting out there. Um, in a lot of the blogging circles that I'm a part of, there are all these people always posting these motivational quotes that it's like, "You're enough. Just remember, like you are enough, just the way you are." Or, Mom and I went to that aerial yoga class, and the instructor made sure to tell us, you know, you deserve this hour, you know, to yourself. And there were all women in that class, uh, and I just wonder, and men, you can. Tell me, do you hear this? Do you hear people telling you constantly, like reminding you that you're a person who like deserves time for yourself? Like, I don't think so. I think that um, it's like women are constantly being reminded that they're people. And it's like, yeah, we're people, you know. So anyway, uh, I <laughs> you aren't going to be able to get past everybody's mental blocks. You know, you're not going to get past everybody's body image issues, but these are some tips that I can give you for uh, measuring people. Uh, And, you know, mom and Fred are commenting and they're saying, like, I've just straight up told people they're beautiful, you know, and, uh, you know, Fred's talking a lot about baby wearing and she says, "What, what matters when you're wearing your baby is that your baby is safe and happy. And, like, yeah, I kind of I almost want to take away the like the word beautiful sometimes because like I think that beautiful sometimes implies that you're pleasing to other people, you know? Not all the time, of course, but you can just be enough for yourself. You're making these clothing items to be comfortable and do whatever the heck it is you're about to do. Like Fred with the baby wearing, you know, you find the right size baby wrap so that you can carry the baby well. Like if you go out and buy the small size baby wrap when you need the medium or the large or the whatever, and it doesn't fit around your body, well, that's useless, you know. So all these numbers are something that I think we're kind of working to leave behind or to take the value judgments off of. But just remember, you are enough just the way you are. Um, 
And I wish we didn't have to remind ourselves of that. I wish that there didn't need to be so many quotes about how women are worthy of, like, running a blog or, I don't know, breathing air, you know. (laughs) I wish there didn't have to be so much of that encouragement, but there does need to be a lot of the time. And that's what we are here for. Um, So anyway, you're making your clothes to fit you. Doesn't matter what the number on the measuring tape says, unless you're doing math to figure out what size to make your pattern, okay? Or what, you know, uh, you know, look at that number in the centimeters of the inches and add the appropriate ease or take away the negative ease and plot that point. Don't worry about whether or not it's, you know, within a range that you've been told is acceptable. Uh, that's between you and your doctor. It's not between you and a magazine or between you and the, uh, even the group, you know. Uh I hope that I answered your questions. A lot of the comments that have been coming up really fast on this broadcast have been really sweet and encouraging. And uh, so go back and make sure and take a look at them. And I will answer any questions in the comments that I didn't get to answer. And thank you all for having, uh, for listening to me and watching me. And hi, Daniel. Daniel, you want to come say hi to the to the people? Oh, you got to come say hi now. They're going to expect it. Our technician is, yeah, come over here. You can see yourself in the screen, kind of. Okay, right there. Just wave. Hello. (laughs) All right. Well, you all have a great day. If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last self-sewn.